I'm the founder and CEO of BizHouse. Uh, we're here to talk about property and taxes and taxes and property. Um, that's where we uh, play. That's our space that we play in. So stay tuned um, as we unpack some interesting topics. Awesome stuff. Lebo, you've been in the business for the last couple of uh, years um, in the property space. and uh, But before that, you were doing um you you are specializing in finance particularly in tax and and um this kind of like gives you the right for us to be talking about taxes and um you know a lot of people have been asking me today what's what's how does label get to know all of this and um and i just wanted us to cover that basic how do you come to talk about uh, property taxes man All right, I, I, I hold four qualifications in, in finance, and of which the highest of those qualifications, it's, uh, it's an honors in taxation. So I, I also, I'm also a member of Cyber, um, South African Institution of Business Accountants. So I'm a accountant, but um, on an everyday basis, I mean, I'm, I'm into property. I do, I do, I do property deals. So even in practice, practically, I also apply these, some of these um, advices that we, 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 we give on this, on this platform. So I am actively practicing what I'm preaching and I have the knowledge and the expertise to, to be talking about this topic. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Lebo. Uh, I think, you know, I got exposed recently to uh, a, book, a book by the Code Fake, and um, uh, Uncle Bobby, as I call him, uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote that book. And you speak about something there, Lebo, to say, uh, I'm an active investor. I practice what I talk about. Um, and in that book called Fake, he literally talks about be careful to be taught with fake teachers. And fake teachers is people, they are preaching something else or teaching something else. But when they turn their back onto something else, they are completely doing something else. So people, for instance, they say, coming through to seminars, seminars, but for property seminars and things like that. But they don't do any property at all. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, cool. What are we going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about, we are going to do a deep dive. Deep dive into expenses deductible expenses. Labor speaks about them. He says that uh, SARS, they have given us an opportunity to say, hey, you can actually dictate A, B, C, D. And out of that, we are happy to 
you, are, you, are, you, we, you can claim it back, and all of these things are there. Now, I've received a couple of questions, and I thought maybe today, let's utilize today as an anchor conversations of some of the questions that you have asked. So we see your questions, and we want to dive in. Lebo, the first question that I want to ask you, in our previous video where we were talking about deductible uh, expenses, you, oh, anyway, what is deductible expenses? You, you, you go for it. So deductible expenses, it's, it's those expenses that um, SARS allows you to deduct from the income that you've received. So you have your sales, you have your cost of sales, you have your expenses, your deductible expenses that are allowed, things like your salary, admin, accounting, um, legal fees, operation expenses. So all of these, all of those rates and taxes, those are, those are the, the expenses that you are paying that SAS allows you to deduct before you get to your net profit before tax. So your net profit before tax is where, where SAS comes in and say, look, this is your net profit before tax. This is where we taxing you. So this is the amount that is left off after you end and spend the allowed expenses that we give you as a relief, as a tax relief to say, look, we know that you're in business to make money. So let's help you, you know, with your expenses to say, look, let's, let's uh, allow you to deduct certain expenses. Then only when you get to your net profit, we can tax you there. Awesome. Someone asked me the question that in the event that I can claim for some of these deductible expenses, and this person here, I don't know whether they were asking in their personal capacity, in a company cap capacity, but we're just going to take it that they were just asking in general. And maybe Lebo, you can cover it both from yes. a perspective and um, a company. And the question that they asked was, yes. if I claim back, do I get the money back to me in my back pocket? So, um, so it depends, right? So if you claim back tax, so that depending on the amount of tax that you've already paid to SARS, remember you, SARS is the receiver. So tax was, was there, uh, was implemented so that they can collect money from whoever who's making money in order for them to run the country, right? So depending on your, on your tax that you've paid over the, the, the tax period, so let's say you are now submitting for 2019-2020 financial year and you've paid, you've paid a million rent, but when you do your tax submissions, you find that um, you were supposed to pay 600,000 as opposed to a million rent. So that means there's a difference of 400,000 that you can claim back from SARS and they will pay it back into your account. So some of these tax deductible, it's just for, for SARS to say, let's calculate how much is due to us. Like for instance, in terms of companies, so you do, you do two submissions, you do your, your, your um, um, what is uh, your preliminary um, submissions of which is your, I forgot the term, uh, but you, you, do, you do three submissions, you do uh, the one in July that is due in July, you do the one in, 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 in February and then you do the one in March. So, um, so it's like the one that you do in, 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 in July, it's like you are estimating to say, look, this is how much 
I'm going to make to, to, uh, this year. Yeah. And then you submit, you submit that and then you pay the exercise. And then it gets to the, fine, to, to, to the end of the year, you find that you've made way less than what you, you have predicted that you would make. Then you can claim back from SAS and SAS will pay you back that money. But now if you've made more than you've estimated, then you are going to pay to SAS. 100%. I think that makes a lot of sense. And um, even to me, to a guy like me yes. who doesn't know anything about taxes, I think I get it, right? So the next thing that I want to ask uh, here, Lebo, yeah. is that we are always having this conversation. So how do you know which structure you should be utilizing? And we have said to you know, many of our conversations, go out there and make the informed decisions by uh, checking out what works for you. But in particular, two things, uh, Lebo, that we're talking, we want to zoom into. If you're an employee around tax deductibles, as a company around tax, tax deductibles, yeah. and it means that you're buying, you're buying in your personal capacity or you're buying in a company or you're buying in a trust, how are tax deductible, how do they, how do they benefit me as the individual? Um, because I could be buying in my own company or as, a, as, a, as an individual, where do I get the most benefit here between the, the, the three structures? I think um, it, it all differs, um, it all depends, but um, your personal capacity, you have the most limited tax deductible allowances um, given to you under your individual capacity. Right. Then in, in terms of, so that means that in, in your personal capacity, your de tax deductibles are limited to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, you are taxed the highest uh, tax um, percentage in, 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 in South Africa. So your income tax under personal capacity uh, it's up to 45%. And um, when you look at, at the company, companies uh, have the best or the highest tax allowables in, 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 in our tax um, laws. So you get the most benefit from that and they are only taxed up to 25, 28%. So and you, you can't be And, and yeah. never want to jump in there. You, you're saying tax al allowables. So. Um, so, the new term for us that you're talking about there, it just means that it's, it's, it's those it's, things it's that you can pay back. So, but here yes. we're just talking about a wider range of things compared yes. to when you're an individual, you probably have five. But in yes. a company, you kind of like have maybe 20. Yes. Okay. And then, yeah, so you have, you have different tax allowables, um, tax expenses that are allowed by SAS that are deductible, tax deductibles, um, you have the highest in terms of a company uh, and a trust as well. So a trust is the second highest uh, tax uh, uh, person in, in, in terms of our tax laws. But the good thing is, is that your, your, the money that your profits that you pay to your trustees or your beneficiaries are also tax deductible. And then they are they are taxed at their own personal capacity, right? So yes, so so in terms of um, you know the best structure, I always advocate for a company 
then followed by a trust. So depending on, on, on how you want to structure your things, your goals, um, your needs, um, your, your aspirations, where you are, where you want to get to. So between the trust and a company, then it will be advisable to have your options weighed around, around those two to see how you can benefit from, from our tax deductibles. I got a call from one of my students uh, that, that I coach um, in the property space. And they said to me, TJ, uh, I am speaking to my estate agent. And my estate agent is saying to me, um, don't worry about the transfer fees, because even though it's a, it's a high cost, um, you can always claim it back. And, but if I'm calculating this deal, the deal is not making sense. But the estate agent is saying to me, well, I'm going to get back my money anyway for the transfers. And if I deduct this, the deal is going to make sense. But I'm now thinking that I'm only going to be getting my money back like at the end of the year. And, and I thought, hmm, I think maybe I need to be asking label here because at transfers, whenever we are buying a property, nobody runs away from a transfer fees. Nobody. No, you can't. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Right. Now, how how is it? How is the transfer fees? Um, or how should how should we be able? How can we best manage the transfer fees to our advantage? Because we 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 always want to have liquid on the on the table, right? Yes. So, in terms of me being as an individual, I'm buying this property here. And now I need to be paying this two hundred thousand um, transfer. Can, can I can I deduct it as a? Is it applicable? Uh, is it one of those things? And when it now compares to in your company, and I'm buying this in a company, uh, how best is, is it also a um, is it also a deductible um, uh, amount? Expense, yes. yeah. So yeah, um, in terms of person, on your personal capacity, then it's, it's a bit tricky, right? Yeah. Um, you, if you are buying your primary home, forget uh, the tax benefit, you're not gonna get it. Right. <laughs> Under your personal capacity. <laughs> I, like, I like your smile, like, forget. <laughs> no. Like you've forget. lost it. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's your expense. It has nothing to do with SARS. Yeah. Um, but, but when you're buying an invest, as, a, as an investment um, a pro property, it is a tax, tax deductible. So you can either claim it when you, when you are doing your uh, normal tax submissions, right. or you can claim it later when you are accounting for your, your capital gains tax. Right. So it, it's it's two ways. So you can either account account for it at, at when you when you're doing the actual deal on that particular year, you can include include that expense as a tax deductible, or you can just leave it for for later. And then you when you are selling that property in terms of capital gains tax, then you can deduct it from there under the individual capacity. And the company uh, transfer costs are treated as legal costs, so it is a deductible expense under a company uh, and also under a trust. So it's a straightforward uh, tax deductible item um, under a trust, under a company. So there's no complications, there's no issues when it comes to it. It's straightforward. 
Uh, you spend 200,000, you deduct 200,000 as an expense. You spend a million rand in transfer fees and bond registration fees, you deduct that. Those are legal fees. You, 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 um, it's an item called legal fees in, in the accounting. So you just account for it as, a, as legal fees. And then that's about it. Straightforward. So here's another thought. Uh, and um, I had a debate here uh, with my accountant at one point, and mm -hmm. I was saying to them, look, my, my buying cost here includes yes. my legal fees. Yes, true. So, so I'm of the view that <clears throat> my transfer fees, because, because each time we're buying a property, right, you, you are going to have a heavier number in terms of exp ex uh, exp um, transfer fees and then it's going to translate into an expense. So which means that if I'm starting off, I am continuously spending a bigger amount of money. So my business is not going to be profitable for, a, for that longer time, right? Because I need yes. to chase, chase that transfer fee. And I was of the view that, no, hold on. It's not an expense. I think it's a, it's a, it's a buying cost and it needs to sit in. If I've bought my property for 1 million, and now I now have transfer fees of 10,000 Rand. So my buying cost is a million 10,000 Rand. That's, that's my view. What, what, what's, what's the correct way then? So um, when you are doing uh, capital gains tax, for instance, right. when you're doing a capital gains tax, your legal fees are also included in your in your buying costs, so in your cost for, for the property. So they, they say you've bought for a million rand, you spend a hundred thousand in legal fees, so that's a million one hundred, and then you spend another two hundred um in 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 um you know in improvements, building yeah. improvements. So now your your cost is now sitting at one point three million as opposed to the million that cost you to, to actually buy the property. So it is um, included in that cost um, of your of your property when you're doing a capital gains tax calculation. Right. So it is it is your 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 expense. It is your it is supposed to be included in your in the asset price that you are declaring when you're doing capital gains tax. But okay. when you're doing your normal income, because remember income income tax is different from capital gains tax. So capital is the capital that you put in the actual asset yeah. minus the proceeds when you're selling the actual when you're selling the actual asset. Now, when it comes to income, we're saying, look, you've received a million rent into your account. Then what have have you paid uh, that is tax deductible according to SAS? So then we list all those nine items uh, in terms of income and expense. So it's an income tax where they look at income and expenses. 100%. I think for the first time there, I was right. With things <laughs> so, and, and I'm gonna ask this question, but it's actually a question that I was going to ask a little bit later, but I just want to tie it in here for the transfers. So let's assume that we bought this property in 2015, right? At the time of recording here, we are in 2020. And I bought this property in 2015, and I am only coming to be aware of all of these things that we are talking about now. Can I go back, Lebo, in retro, 
2015, I'm like, hello, Mr. Saz. I forgot to include the fact that I bought this property as an investment. And I would like to include expenses one, two, three, and we are now in 2020. How does that picture look like? In my mind, I think with the little that I know of tax, I'm like, let's go ahead. I don't want Mr. Saz to come and knock at my door and say, hey, Mr. Jack, uh, I'm happy to just go ahead. But this is yeah. just coming from people's stories on the streets, on the bride stands, you know what I mean? Um, yes. But I want to hear it from you. You are more closer to, to, to the detail around of what happens here. Can I go back into 2015? Yes, it's very possible to go back to 2015. But you must bear in mind that when you do go back, because uh, you have already submitted in 2015, right? right. That tax year is closed, is calculated, you've moved forward. Now you want to go back and reopen it and, and include certain expenses into it. So you're going to do a resubmission. And when you do a resubmission to that, that means that now you're going to open, you first thing first that SAS is going to do, they're going to uh, review your, your resubmitted uh, tax, tax return. Right. And ultimately, most likely, you're going to open yourself up for audits. Yeah. And when, you know, we all know what happens when SAS comes to audits, right? They scratch every surface. So when you open yourself up, if you have nothing to hide, by all means, go ahead. If, if you are sure of your accountant's story, um, by all means, go ahead and uh, reopen it. But if you're unsure of, if you've declared, because service, there's a lot of people that under declare of which it is tax evasion, it is illegal. So that means you are also opening yourself up for a possible um, legal um, action against you. So think, rethink carefully, uh, have a look at your, your tax matters before you can uh, revisit that. It is possible. Um, if you can, you, uh, I mean, it's advisable to go back and say, hey, I've paid more than I've, I was supposed to. Bring back a little that I've paid over that uh, more than what I've, I've paid in the, in the previous years. But then, then again, looking at SARS is in the business of collecting money, not paying people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so when so you pay SARS, it's okay. Yeah. When you now want money from SACS, now it becomes a problem. Sure. Because we want you to, to make sure that whatever you claiming, it's true. Right. And whatever you claiming, it's, it's, it's also what you are supposed to claim. They want to look at your, the whole financial year and possibly even go back. Now you even open yourself up to, to, to have your, all your tax years reopened to, for them to, to scratch the surface to see if um, what you're claiming, is it correct? Or did you overstate or understate any, in any other financial years? I, I feel like um, this statement here that I'm going to say, Lebo, you know, my, my boy is going 12. And normally I say to him, you need to tell the truth all the time. Yes. Even if it gets you into trouble. Yes. And, and, I, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, so should I resubmit to SADS or not? <laughs> but, but here, I think the, the, the pinnacle of the conversation here, especially to this scenario, is 
you need to be working very closely to your accountant, your tax mm -hmm. guy. And if they are of the view that you need to resubmit and they are confident within the paperwork that they've put together for your life and for your business, then that's the right thing to do, right? 100%. Because even if you are to hide stuff, it's going to catch up with you at some point, isn't it? Yes, 100%. Right. So better correct it before they come and knock on your door because then there is some form of, I mean, since they're not difficult, um, they just want stuff done in a proper way, in, a, in, a, in the way that they have governed. So we need to follow those processes. 100%. 100%. A follow-up question to that label is, I think we took the assumption that this person had submitted in 2015, 2016, so that it means that they are updated, right? Yes, yes. But the other thinking that I want to take there is maybe this person hasn't actually submitted from 2015 up until now. We actually have a lot of those, yes, yes. Which is a reality in our communities. A lot of people are like in that position, isn't it? Yes, 100%. So we have a lot of people that are in the, that position. Um, I think over half, 50% of, of people that are tax registered, uh, they, uh, they don't, they're not, they're non-compliant in terms of, um, you know, um, this, uh, our submissions, they're not up to date. So um, if we're taking a scenario of someone that hasn't submitted from 2015. But, but, but Lebo, I think, um, I think SARS has become clever now, especially mm -hmm. for us guys who are in the property space, because it, at every new buy, Taz wants to get involved to see whether your affairs are up to date. 100%. <laughs> not unless you're a cash, cash person, you're just buying cash. But I mean, there's not many people out there. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm only starting to test now how to buy cash. But for me, I've always been utilizing the bank's money. So for that reason, the bank wants to yeah. see your affairs up to date. Stars wants to see your affairs up to date. And out of all of this, it means that you can't actually do your business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if outside, outside compliance, I mean, um, we all want um, to be compliant and follow the rules and follow the laws so that we don't find ourselves in the wrong side of the law. And um, is, if, if you are in a position and you say, look, uh, Mr. Sars, I think I made a mistake in 2015. I want to rectify it. The only thing that they're going to hit you with is just pen interest and penalties of whatever you have missed. If you, um, there, was, there was any amount that was due to them. Okay. So, um, and if, if in a case where you haven't submitted and uh, for, the, for the past five years, the first thing that they're going to hit you with is, 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 is penalties, non-submission penalties. Right. And then if you had an amount due to SARS from 2015, then there's interest on that amount to this date. So hence, it's very important oh. for us to, <laughs> to always keep our affairs up to date so, so that we can avoid unnecessary uh, expenses because uh, they're looking at it from a, from a point of, look, I could have uh, collected a million rent in 2015, but because you thought you were clever, 
Like you didn't give me money that is due to me, which is a million rand. Yeah. So now for, for withholding my money, now I'm going to hit you with penalties for non-submission. I'm going to hit you with interest on the money that is due to me. It's my money, but you, you set on it. So I'm going to hit you with interest over the years so that I can make up for my loss uh, that, that was due to me. Yeah. So, Which is fair business practice, right? It is. It is. Mm. The question, though, maybe is how hard do they hit you? Are they my Choneso loan shark <laughs> in terms of interest? Um, is it is it dependent on the person? How high of a high risk are they? You know, uh, I think they have a standard. They have a standard um, standard interest that they charge. Sure. And to your worst case scenario is when they charge you per day on the <laughs> for each. Like for instance, when it comes to vet vet submissions, I know they're very strict when it comes to vet submission because. That is not your money. It's that yeah. is strictly SARS money. You you're not involved anyway in that. You, yeah. you you collect the one that you issue, and then you 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 claim the one that you paid. Right, right. Right. So the difference you need to pay to SARS. That is not your your business is just to submit to them and give them what is due to them. So that's their money. You not you're not involved anyway in that money. So with that, I know um, for, for every day that you, you're not paying them, there's interest accumulation. So if you draw a statement today and you pay that amount tomorrow, the, the amount is different tomorrow, then you're gonna have to draw a new statement and pay on that particular day. So they hit you with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with an interest um, every single day. Right. I'm also I'm also aware that you know SARS is not the big the the, the big bad brother. Um, you can go through to your next for as long as you your staff is in order. Um, I've had an experience someone who's very close to me, and they had an accountant. They were called into the office of SARS, and you know the the, the bins were spilled. It was everywhere on the floor. And Saz just said, well, this is it. This is how much you need to pay. From now on, your affairs are good, so you're good to go. But you owe us 500000 And this yes. 500000 you can pay, because you end like this, you, you're going to pay us X. And they came up with some kind of a plan, and um, that plan was followed, and that 500000 was, you know, paid for it. And I think this is what SARS is looking for. They're just looking to collect what belongs to Caesar. Hundred percent. Take. I think. I think we should take this because we we calling our we calling SARS our partner, right? Right. right. So so for, for me and you, we we are married. We have partners. Right. So take this take this as a form of partnership in terms of your marriage. Uh, you're supposed to be transparent with your with your partner. You're supposed to you know uh, be fair. And and do things according to order. So, but once you start cheating, no, you only nah. show them what they need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so once you start cheating, then there's a problem in that partnership. So, and 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 obviously, um, when there's a problem, there's consequences. Uh, 
someone must suffer the consequences of, of, of those actions. I think that's a good analogy there, Lebo, that you bring in there. And I think at many a times we divorce ourselves from that and just yes. put it like it's a big brother and they are there to slay me and not knowing that actually, look, this is a symbiotic relationship. It's a give and take, give and take, give and take. Um, yes. Yeah, I like that. Whilst we are concluding, Lebo, on the, uh, on the deductible um, um, allowances, right? So I, yes. I just want to ring it all together. As an individual, you do have deductibles. As a company, you do have them, but there are more. As a trust, just like, the com just like as an individual, the trust is very similar as a uh, trust in terms of the being an entity, the, the taxation amount there is much higher, and you have more leverage within a company in terms of from what is deductible. Yes. And for that reason, it's, it's, there are certain things that are actually predefined. You can just literally tap into it. And if you're working very closely with your accountant, bookkeeper, accountant, and your tax guy, it's pretty very easy to clean up the mess. Okay, can I call it that? Yes, it is. It is a mess. <laughs> clean up the mess from the past and go through to the authorities and sort out your affairs and start living in a cleaner space so that, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. But if you're already doing it now, get a little bit closer to your accountant. Like for instance, in my team, uh, Reta is very, very close to our accountant. I think they've got every weekly checkups on what's happening. And at the back of that, I, uh, I have uh, many conversations with Reta because she plays the CFO role in my business. And the, and, the, and the thing there is, Lebo, you speak of having um, frequent touch points with your tax guy, with your, with your uh, accountant, even though yourself, you have practiced before. Yes. And why, why do you do that, though? You could um, practice it on your own. I think, I think uh, the, the easiest way, way to say it is, uh, if you are a jack of all trades, you'll be a master of none. Right. Um, yeah. So and and so my my business now is property development and investment. So that's where my focus is. Right. Um, another thing is freeing up my time as well. So if I free up my time from doing tax matters, uh, then I'm I'm able to focus on what is important. Of which is the core business of my business, of which is property development, rentals, and investment side of things. So I can focus on that and grow that while my tax practitioner takes care of my tax matters. Yes, from here, from time to time, we'll touch base, we'll talk about it, we'll discuss our strategies, I'll, I'll give my input. And another thing um, that is most important is there's, there's, there's updates, constant ad updates in terms of our tax laws and our tax makers. Um, so they, because they are, are practicing actively in the tax space, they keep themselves up to date of the new information, the new tax laws um, that are coming up, the new adjustments, um, the new uh, tax cases that um, have been concluded. 
so so they can keep up to date in terms of that and i can focus on being up to date in terms of my business and then we'll have a chat where they update me of the new things that are happening in the text world then in that way i'm i'm i'm, I'm always up to date with, with when it comes to my my uh, my text matters and my business boom you heard it right ladies and gentlemen and that concludes the show for today uh, I just want to thank Lebo for being here with us today. And uh, we've been talking about property and tax, tax and property. And we're signing off. You want to sign off? All right, guys. Uh, take care. Have a good one. Yes. God bless. Goodbye.